Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with, with me today on the Word Podcast. Hey, we are pressing on. In the Gospel of Matthew, we're going into the 19th chapter. That 18th chapter was a handful, wasn't it? Some great, great stuff there, as they say. But more than that, uh, this is how we're to live, folks, the truths that we see there. So we're in Matthew chapter 19 now. Verse 1 says this. When Jesus had finished these words, well, what words were those? Well, the words that we saw back in Matthew 18. That's one of those little hints that you see that uh, this was all happening in one basic encounter, Okay. He departed from Galilee and came into the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Mm. Now, uh, you know, this is uh, sort of a narrative type of thing. It's, it's pushing the story on. We see what's happening. We see what's going on. Jesus has some encounters in the area. Uh, we see part of it in Matthew 18. may have taken place over one particular time. may have been over a time period of minutes, hours, days, whatever. But now he, he finishes there, and he departs from Galilee, and he goes into Judea beyond the Jordan. He crosses over into Judea. And guess what? Large crowds followed him. Why were large crowds following him? Well, part of it is what it says next, and he healed them there. Folks, there's so much for us to see here if we would just pay attention. Just pay attention. Uh, for, the, for the most part, the body of Christ, particularly in the Western church, is searching and seeking to try to do something, to try to do the things basically to get people's attention, to get them to, quote, come to church, unquote. You don't see anything like that happening at all in the New Testament. At all. What you see is modeled in Jesus, is modeled in the apostles, is modeled in the disciples for how we are to go about living the life of the kingdom. Jesus, as he goes, he's teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. When you teach and preach the kingdom of God, people listen. He was healing people physically healing them by the power of the Most High God. Jesus tells us that we as believers will do the things that he did and even greater things. And I believe that even greater things means to an even greater measure, a broader spectrum. Because when Jesus was here on earth, he was in a corporeal body, a corporeal body, in a physical body. So he couldn't be everywhere at every moment. But now... With Father, Son, and Spirit, He is in every true believer worldwide. Worldwide. And we are empowered as the body of Christ to do what Jesus did. But we get so distracted and we turn away from that. And we try to come up with all these ideas and all this creative stuff to get people to come to church. To start with, let me just encourage you to drop that phrase out of your mind forever. Okay? The issue isn't getting people to come to church. The issue is speaking the truth of the Lord and to bring people into kingdom, into a right relationship with the Lord. 
we're far more interested in trying to get them to come into our little fiefdom, our little kingdom, to keep our kingdom going after we've died. That I mean, that, that's a harsh reality, is it not? Just listen to what people say. And I'm going to, and I hear me carefully in this, because for the most part, these are well-intended believers, true believers. But they've never really been taught the Word. They've never really read and studied the Word properly themselves. They never sought the Holy Spirit to lead them. And so they go about trying to do things in the power of the flesh, and they fail, and they fail, and they fail, and they don't know why they're failing. Just pay attention to what was going on with Jesus. He would go, he'd preach the kingdom, he'd, and then the, he'd heal people, and people would respond, and the crowds were going to him rather than him going to the crowds. Now, verse 3 of Matthew 19. Some Pharisees came to Jesus testing him and asking. Now, let me stop here. You can know this. When you are doing the thing and work and living the life of the kingdom, you're going to have Pharisees that are going to test you. You're going to have the religionist, the religionist rulers, and they're going to try to entrap you. They're going to try to trip you up. Okay? Uh, but fear not. Okay? Fear not. Because uh, Psalm 91 talks about that. The Lord will, uh, will protect us from the snare of the fowler, the snare of the one who wants to entrap us. The Lord will protect us from the, uh, the plague, he says, from the plague. I think that personally we in the world right now are experiencing a, and a, we're experiencing a plague at the hand of the entrapper. People that are trying to entrap people, and they're using a plague as a mechanism to do that. But don't fear. So some Pharisees come to Jesus, and they ask him a loaded question. Now, we're just going to get started on this question today, then we'll continue it, okay? Here's the question. Is it lawful, lawful from the point of view of the Mosaic law, the law of religion, not the law of Rome, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? And that's basically the point that people were living at, that a man could divorce, and that word divorce means send away, that a man could send his wife away for any reason at all. A man could sit down and write on a piece of paper, I'm sending you away. You're no longer my wife for any reason at all. Verse 4, and Jesus answered and said, have you not read? <laughs> now, when Jesus says that, oh, you, are, you know you're in trouble. Because you know, when he says, have you not read, he's about to quote an Old Testament passage. And when he says, have you not read to the Pharisees, who, of course, had read the Old Testament repeatedly and did it over and over and knew it. And what Jesus is saying is, okay, you know, you've read this, but you don't understand what's going on. He says it to the Sadducees. Remember that over in Matthew 7. He says, you do err by not knowing the Scripture nor the power of God. So he's saying, hey, the Word of God gives you the answer to your question. Have you not read it? Let me tell you what, folks. That is where we are as a body of Christ. The Word shows us what to do. And the problem is we have not read it. Even if you have read it, even if you have studied it, there's such a huge disconnect. Well, I see this in leadership a lot. There's a huge disconnect between what we profess to believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, we believe the Word of God. We believe we need to do it that way. <clears throat> and then when you bring it to the attention, okay, we need to do this, 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 it's like, what? What? Well, no, well, that, that won't work. Nobody does that. I mean, it, it's just it's rampant, folks. So Jesus says, have you not read 
that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female. Well, he who created who? Well, he asked about a man divorcing his wife, the man and a woman. Notice what Jesus does right here. Okay? He says, he who created. He's acknowledging that man and wife were created. That God, he who created them from the beginning, made them male and female. And he's quoting an Old Testament passage right here. Okay, he does it in this verse, and he does it. This is out of Genesis 1 and Genesis 5. That he made humankind male and female. Let me just read this fifth verse, and we're out of time. We'll pick it up tomorrow. And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That's a quote out of Genesis 2. So he's dealing with this question saying, Hey, have you not read the word? Here's the bigger thing I want us to see for today. This verifies that Jesus believed Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Jesus believed the creation account. Jesus believed that there was a real Adam and Eve. God made them male and female. Jesus believed the Garden of Eden because he's quoting from the account in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, Genesis 3, and Genesis 5. Jesus believed. When people say, well, I just don't believe that you know, God did anything like that. I think he did it this way. Well, you're going against what the Lord Jesus Christ believed. You need to change your beliefs, right? Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.